A girl named Ima has insomnia problems because all the time she's solving the problems of others, especially the problems of her best friends, Norman, Alice and Leo. They lived in an abusive relationship. Since Alice and Leo were always asking Ima for help, she took responsibility for everything. Norman was the only one who prevented Ima from trying to solve his problems. He knew how tiring it was for Ima. It was not entirely her friend's fault, because they always thought she was fine, since the girl hid behind a fake smile, always saying that she was fine and that it was nothing. It was becoming more and more difficult for the young girl to sleep. After a while, she totally lost the capacity to sleep, because every day, when she went to bed, she saw a pale figure totally similar to her. This figure kept whispering mean things in her ears, complaining about her life, saying totally unpleasant things about her friends, shouting and complaining about her regrets of things the girl was unable to do or accomplish herself, her dreams and goals. As time went by, Emma's presence became weaker and weaker. Her voice was no longer heard. Nobody cared about what Emma wanted. Her body became transparent. However, her other self, which she called doppelganger, was gaining more and more color. Therefore, the people around the girl, her friends mostly, could perceive the presence of this being. It was so similar that everyone started to confuse the doppelganger with the girl and forgot about her. Although seen by everyone, the new Ima was totally different from the real one. She was evil, bad with others, individualistic, had a huge ego and was totally disrespectful to everyone. Unlike Ima, her empathy was non-existent. For this reason, the doppelganger began removing everyone who was important to her from her life. As children, Emma and her friends are playing hide-and-seek. The scene shows that Norman was great at playing and always find the hiders. Gotcha! Alice, I can't see you from here. Leo, I can't see you behind the car. You can come out now. Damn, you found me again. Oh no, it's your fault, Alice. You are too noisy. Shut up. I'm still looking for Emma. Emma. Where are you? Frustrated with defeat, Emma asks how Norman always managed to find everyone in hide and seek. Hey, how can you always find us? It's like you always know where we are hiding. Ah, uh, I just know. What do you mean you just know? I am the one who can really see others. What? Big deal. Asking others too. And so can most people around the world. That's not what I mean. So what are you talking about? I'm talking about seeing people inside their box. Almost everyone hides inside a box. So other people can only see the outside of that box. Many people thought that these box are the real self of others. However, I can see people even inside their box. I see them the way they are. Clearly. But I didn't hide in a box. Oh, you did. And you're still hiding. <laughs> Emma, 
you leave your own self to be loved by others. For this reason, you go deep inside your box and hide in it. If you don't leave soon, people will think that you are the box itself. And in a short time, you disappear and be replaced by this box. Norman sometimes spend a lot of time in outer space. In fact, even if I hide, I don't think I'll stay that way for too long. You would find me, wouldn't you? Of course. I would. After all, I've never lost a hide-and-seek game. Ima's lying in her bed, in her dorm room, feeling down, trying to understand why she's feeling so exhausted, when her friends, Leo, Norman and Alice, enter the room. Emma, we Emma, are you alright? Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. Just a bit of headache. Now, what's the matter? So, Jenny's been feeling sick lately. She thinks she might be pregnant. Could you come and check her out? Sure, I'll go. Just give me a minute. Alright, see you in a minute. Yeah, see ya. Hold on a second, Emma. I, I need to talk to you. Alright, what's going on? Emma, you should give yourself a break. What do you mean? Oh, uh, hey, listen. You are pushing yourself too hard. You need to unwind a little bit. Norman, cut the chase. What is you want to tell me about? You! It's you I want to talk about. What I mean is... Uh, oh, man. You know. God. I think you should stop worrying so much about other people and focus more on yourself. You could... Come on, guys. We haven't got all day. Alright, we're coming! Norman, let's go. Jane, what's going on? I don't know, I haven't been feeling too well. And my period is kinda late this month. Do you think- Wait, wait, tell me about it. When did it happen? I'm seeing this guy, Paul. And over a month ago, we spent the night together. Who's Paul? It doesn't matter now. Does it? Yes, it does. If you're pregnant, he's the father. Where is he? Does he know about it? Have you told him? I don't know, I haven't seen him ever since. This is not about him. She's right. Let's take care of her. Hey, can I be the godmother? Who else would it be? Oh my god, I'm so thrilled. Okay, so you can get a pregnancy test and then we're thinking up a better plan to handle the situation. Also, are you leaving already? Yum. Yeah, I'm, I'm just a bit tired. See you later, guys. Emma gets to her room and starts walking around, seriously reflecting on why she's been feeling so tired and lost. Why well, I'm feeling this endless tiredness? Why can't you just go away? Emma went to sleep, feeling lost and uncomfortable about herself. Emma woke up in a completely white and empty room. She saw a black box, which she recognized from her childhood, but she didn't really remember why or what it was. Hi, can anyone hear me? Hello, Emma. Emma saw this figure that got out of the box. It was a kind of shadow of herself. Who are you? I am the version of you who wants to show up to the world. A better version that needs to live by itself, independent. But I do live for myself. I live by making the best decisions for me. 
Yeah, you live for yourself. But how many times have you done something for someone instead of caring about yourself? And then they didn't even do anything to thank you. Stop that! You won't manipulate me! The doppelganger shadow starts pulling Emma into the black box and there's nothing she can do about it. She's too weak to fight. Emma, come back to where you belong. No! Emma wakes up screaming and realizes that it was just a bad dream. After that night, Emma had a lot of nightmares about that black box. Some related to the doppelganger whispering things about how she could be so weak to fight with the sensation of tiredness and loneliness. Emma decided to go to the doctor, wishing she could be able to find a solution to her problem. Come in, please. Hello, Emma. How are you? Hi, Dr. Smith. Well, I've been better. That's okay. Even the happiest person has bad days. So, when you called me, you said you couldn't sleep anymore and you were feeling overwhelmed. That's correct. Tell me more about it. When did it start? Well, I don't remember exactly. But recently I've been dreaming about a kind of alter ego that tries to persuade me to take a break from helping others and start living my own life. Do you think that if you stop helping other people a little, you will get better? Maybe. But that's not an option for me. I can just ignore this. I understand, it must be very hard for you. But that's a decision you will have to make and live with. Unless you find another way. I'll do my best, doctor. But no promises. Emma leaves the room thinking about what Dr. Smith said. But at the moment, she didn't want to make any decision. After her visit to Dr. Smith, Emma continued to have terrible nightmares involving the doppelganger, leaving her irritated and with a sick look. Her friends began to worry about her, but she didn't give them a chance to that kind of conversation. Emma, you have to talk to us. I don't need to talk to anyone. We're worried about you. Please let us in. I'm okay. I just need some time and space. Don't you understand? Emma. Shut up. I don't need your help. Alright, alright. We are leaving. Her friends haven't tried to talk to her after that day. Her performance dropped in class. She didn't talk to people anymore. And she exhibited a cold demeanor. They no longer knew who Emma was. Accepting her disappearance, the girl simply ran through the school as fast as she can and entered the classroom, hoping to disappear completely and let the doppelganger come to life. Everything seems to be going that way until Emma sees the door of the room opening and a young man walks in. It was Norman. Norman, why are you here? <sighs> Emma, I found you. I said I would find you, didn't I? I just want to disappear. I, I heard people. That... That was not you. Your box could not stand it anymore. And that's why it created that figure as some sort of escaping for its overload of hard feelings and stress. Hey, there is only one way to make this end. You have to scream. Scream so loud that everyone can hear you. Speak up, loud and clear. 
Say what you really think and want to say. You, you mean this way I won't disappear? You won't if you do it. In this way, the doppelganger will be gone. And she screamed and screamed. She screamed about everything. Every pain, every feeling kept in her heart was let out through these words of desperation. Her friends also entered the room, worried about what might be happening to her. After putting everything out, she noticed the worried look in their faces. Guys, I... Emma, you should have talked with us. We didn't mean to pressure you. We were just trying to help. Please forgive us. Guys, everything... Give me the godmother. Jane, not now, please. Sorry, I'm just trying to help. Oh my god, she's pregnant. Leo! <laughs> everything is okay, guys, I forgive you. In fact, I think I owe you an apology for everything I've done to you too. It's okay, honey. We know it's not your fault. We all have our bad times. Still, I'm sorry for being so rude. Don't worry. No grudge. <laughs> Since everything has been cleared, shall I get something to eat? How about a pizza? Yay! I mean... Once everyone's gone, Norman stops Sima to have a private chat with her. Emma, so I have found you. <laughs> yes, you did. Ten years later, Emma is now a successful psychologist. Leo is a veterinarian working for the San Diego Zoo. Alice is an actress and has recently auditioned for an important Broadway show. Norman is taking his PhD in parapsychologist at Oxford University in England. Jane married Paul and is now living in São Paulo, Brazil, with her husband and two kids.